Would you turn in your Bible, please, to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, where we discover a part of the Christmas story. Our theme today is, will you believe, will you believe? In Luke 1, verse 26, we read, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, How, how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant, May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this part of the Christmas account. And we pray, O oh God, that you would open up our minds and hearts to your truth now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As I said, our theme is, Will You Believe? As we read a part of this Christmas story, we are invited to believe in different ways. And the first truth that I ask you to think upon is this. Believe, believe that God can use an unlikely person like you and me for his special purposes. Mary was an unlikely person for God to use to give birth to Jesus, the Son of God. The commentator in the notes of the Life Application New Living Translation of the Bible says this. He says, Mary was young, poor, female, all characteristics that to the people of her day would make her seem unusable by God for any major task. But God chose Mary for one of the most important acts of obedience he has ever demanded of anyone. And then he says, you may feel that your ability, experience, or education makes you an unlikely candidate for God's service. Don't limit God's choices. He can use you if you trust him. Isn't that beautiful? God's best servants are often ordinary people who make themselves available to him. Here it is. God's best servants are often ordinary people who make themselves available to him, the Lord. Amen, amen. My friends, when I think of Mary in the Christmas story, and when I look at, at you and, and you and, and you and you up in the balcony and I think of our radio listeners, I'm inspired, I'm inspired to believe that God can use an unlikely person like you and me for his special purposes. 
I'm inspired in that way, and I hope you are as well. As Mary was being given this very special calling of giving birth to the Son of God, I want you to notice something very important which the angel Gabriel said to Mary. In verse 28, the angel said, The Lord is with you. Then in verse 30, the angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary. My friends, as the Lord directs you to take on a specific ministry in our church, remember the words of the angel Gabriel. The Lord is with you. Don't be afraid. As the Lord directs some of you to make a generous donation to our church ministry this Christmas, remember, the Lord is with you. Don't be afraid. Some of you recently became engaged to a wonderful man or woman, and others of you will soon become engaged. Getting engaged can be a wonderful experience, but it, it can also be a, a, little, a little bit of a scary experience. If I were to ask for an amen, some of you would say amen. But remember the words, remember the words of the angel Gabriel. The Lord is with you. Don't be afraid. Amen? Some of you, the Lord is directing into a new job, which can sometimes be nerve-wracking. Remember, the Lord is with you. Don't be afraid. Some of you are soon giving, um, going, going to have a baby, and uh, you, you are going to be a wonderful patient, and we announced the wonderful news of Adrian and Hannah this morning. God is going to use you, you who are getting ready to be parents. God is going to use you to love, care for, and raise up that precious baby boy or sweetheart of a little girl. And it's natural for you to possibly have some fears about becoming the chief caregiver for a new life. But through it all, I want you to remember what? The Lord, come on now, the Lord is with you. Don't be afraid. Amen, amen, amen. Hannah, when Adrian shows signs of fear, just remind him, hey, the Lord is with you, Adrian. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Amen. All right. Will you believe? Believe that God can use an unlikely person like you and me for his special purposes. Secondly, secondly, believe that you too have found favor with God in different ways. This truth came to my mind from verses 28 through 30 where the angel Gabriel told Mary twice that she has found favor with God. Notice in verse 28 it says, Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. Then in verse 30 the angel told her, you have found favor with God. <clears throat> what is the definition of favor? What is the definition? By, by the way, um, you, you'll notice on the screen I, I've spelled favor, F-A-V-O-U-R. Some of you might think Pastor Nick has spelled favor wrong. Uh, just a little reminder, F-A-V-O-R is the American spelling. F-A-V-O-U-R is the Canadian spelling, okay? So, uh, so I just tell you this in case some of you are thinking, oh, Pastor Nick spells things incorrectly, all right? What is the definition of favor? 
Favor is an act of kindness beyond what is due or usual. Mary was overwhelmed by God's favor, and later in what is called the Magnificat, in Luke 1, verses 48 and 49, Mary says this, Mary says, For he, God, took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and, and he has done great things for me. Isn't that beautiful? Mary was highly favored and was chosen by God to give birth to baby Jesus, the Son of God who would become the Savior of the world. Now, God hasn't called you or me to carry out the same purpose as Mary and Joseph, but nevertheless, you and I have also found favor with God in different ways, okay? Point B for anyone making notes, think. Think of the ways God has favored you. Think of the ways that God has possibly favored you. Perhaps God has favored you with good health and or God has favored you with a, a wonderful wife. He has favored you with a wonderful wife. Hey, hey, you, hey guys, guys, wakey, wakey. Wakey, wakey. This is where you earn some brownie points if you're sitting beside your wife. He has favored you with a good wife. Amen. Uh, he's favored you with a helpful husband, Amen. cherished children, Amen. a career that the Lord has blessed you with. He, he has favored you with a good pension, those of you who are retired, or a nice home, a nice car. How, some, of you, some of you have been blessed. Some of you have been blessed this year with excellent returns on your investments. Let me hear the Amen. Don't hide it. I know it. God knows it. Let's see some of it in the offering plate. God bless you. <laughs> you know, I'm always, I'm always happy to hear about good things in people's lives. I was so happy to learn uh, just last week that uh, one, of our, one of our church families bought a beautiful new vehicle. And uh, this week I learned another one of our church families bought a beautiful pickup truck. I was really rejoicing and happy with, with them. So, and I still am, am happy. And you know, when you, when you think of things like that, I want you to remember you are highly favored, favored. Others of you are being wonderfully favored with the opportunity to, to visit or stay in Florida or on one of the warm Caribbean islands for a few weeks. Some of you are going to be there for a few months. Is there an Amen. All right? Um, this week I was watching the 11 o'clock news and they were reporting on the terrible bombings in the city of Aleppo, Syria. As I watched that painful news footage, I thought, I thought of the peace and the safety which we enjoy here in Canada and too often we take for granted. Fellow Canadians, we are highly favored. You understand that? Okay. All right, I'm glad to see that you do believe that and understand that. Everything is not perfect, but you and I live in a country of peace and safety that many other parts of the world just dream about. Dream about. Let me also add, recently, recently it was discovered, of course, that our 29-year-old son Jeremy needed major open-heart surgery. Now, he's doing well, by the way. 
Within about a week, within a, within about a week after the cardiologist made a definite decision that Jeremy needed the major open heart surgery, Jeremy was operated on by Dr. Tyrone David, one of the best heart surgeons in the world. In fact, we discovered, we discovered that patients fly into Toronto from all over the world just to have Dr. Tyrone David do their heart surgery. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying, my friends, is that as Canadians, with our healthcare system, we are highly favored. We are highly favored. Don't take it for granted. Give God thanks. Reflect upon these blessings. Some of you might not realize it, but, but in Canada, we are also highly favored with reasonable food prices. When my wife and I uh, have been out of country on vacation, I have usually gone into grocery stores, sometimes to buy groceries when we're on vacation. A lot of times we'll buy food from the grocery stores to help keep the costs down. So sometimes we go to buy groceries, and other times we just, I go just to check out the prices, you know? <laughs> check out the prices. Almost always, almost always, I have left grocery stores in other countries saying to myself, wow, our food prices in Toronto are so much more reasonable. Now, if you don't agree with that, that's okay. That's all right. But I want you to think about this. Think about this. You can buy, you can buy a beautiful, beautiful turkey for 99 cents a pound at many stores any day this week. 99 cents a pound. I think that's what I paid for turkeys back 35 years ago. Hey? Come on now. Don't you get blessed by 99 cents a pound turkey? What's the matter with you? Amen. Last week, last week, No Frills, No Frills grocery store had boneless round steak roast, one of the best roasts you can buy, for $2.57 a pound. That is a great price. This week, Food Basics has boneless outside round roast for $2.97 a pound. <laughs> now, sorry if you insist... So if you, if you insist on oxtail, you're probably going to have to pay $6.99 a pound or more. Okay? All right? Oh, I, I should have kept my phone on me this morning. I should have kept my phone on me so I could impress you because now I can take my phone, I can press a few buttons, and I, 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 can, I, I, I have this app. I have this app where, where it tells me all the specials, all the... Flyers in all the stores in Toronto. I, I should have kept it. I should have. I, uh, I'm glad that impresses you. The dumbest things bless you. All right. There's something else we have to realize about favor, and it is this. Point C is this. Having God's favor does not mean your life or mine will always be easy or that you will have instant success or fame. Think about Mary. Mary had the honor of giving birth to the Messiah, the, so the Savior of the world. She was obviously highly favored. However, however, the honor of being the mother of Jesus led to much pain for her. For example, how, how could she possibly explain to her parents and other relatives that she really was a virgin and that her baby was conceived not by a human man, but by the Holy Spirit? 
How could she really explain that to anyone? Her peers and friends most likely ridiculed her as well. Her fiancé, the Bible tells us, her fiancé Joseph came close to leaving her because he thought she had been unfaithful to him. And later in life, later in life, Mary saw Jesus. She saw Jesus rejected and crucified on a cross. And the Bible says, the Bible says, near the cross stood his mother Mary. You know, having God's favor does not always mean your life or my life will always be easy or pain-free. Trust God anyway. Amen? There's a third truth I invite you to believe today, and it is this. Number three, believe that you can live a life of obedience to the Lord. We see Mary's heart of obedience to the Lord in verse 38. Why don't you read it with me from the big screen together? Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Then the angel left her. Mary was willing to be obedient to the Lord. And it's important for you and me to realize that it would have been difficult, it would have been difficult for Mary to be obedient. And here's why. A young girl engaged to be married who became pregnant risked disaster. If Joseph had not agreed to marry her, she would probably have remained unmarried for life. If her own father had rejected her for being pregnant while engaged, she could have been forced into begging or prostitution in order to, to basically earn a living all the days of her life. Mary, Mary also risked having people think that she was crazy. She risked the, the reality that, that people were going to think that she was crazy for telling people that she was pregnant by God, that God made her pregnant, the Holy Spirit made her pregnant. But nevertheless, Mary knew that God was asking her to serve him, and she willingly obeyed. And it wasn't only Mary who obeyed. Joseph was also obedient in the beautiful, marvelous choir musical, which we will hear shortly. There's a song called Joseph's Song. <laughs> in the song, in the song at one point, the words addressed to God say this. The words say, Tell me, speaking to God, tell me what to do. Tell me where to go. Anything you want me to do, I'll obey, and you'll make me brave. Isn't that nice? Tell me what to do, Lord. Tell me, tell me, I'll obey, and Lord, you'll make me brave. You'll help me to do it, he's saying. This Christmas, I invite you to believe that like Mary and Joseph, you too can live a life of obedience to the Lord. May you and I declare with a chorus writer, I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your ways. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, 
I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me. With my whole heart I'll agree and my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. Amen? Amen. There's a fourth truth I ask you to believe, and it is this. Believe that when going from where you are to where God wants you to be, remember you are almost there. Look at Luke chapter 2. Luke 2, verse 1. It says, at that time, this is a continuation of the Christmas story, at that time the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for, for them, or as some of your Bibles say, for there was no room in the inn. Luke 2, 1 through 7 tells of how Joseph and Mary traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Joseph and Mary had been living in the town of Nazareth. But God wanted them to be in Bethlehem. Why? Because around 750 B.C., the prophet Micah, and it's recorded in the Bible in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, the prophet had prophesied that Jesus would be born, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, would be born in Bethlehem. Now, I want you to watch this. This is incredible. This is incredible. Uh, please, don't forget this. Don't forget this. This is incredible. In the first century, Palestine was under the rule of the Roman Empire with Emperor Caesar Augustus in charge. Now, you have to understand that the emperor was looked upon by many like a god. Here's what I really want you to see. I want you to see the beauty and almost, almost the humor, almost the humor in Luke 2, 1 through 7, where we just read. I want you to see the beauty and the humor because Roman Emperor Augustus gave the order for a census to be taken throughout the Roman Empire. A Roman census was taken to aid military conscription and tax collection. The result was... Joseph had to go from Nazareth about 80 or 90 miles or 128 to 140 kilometers. Joseph and Mary had to go south to Bethlehem. Watch this. It is, it is as if God Almighty in heaven used his power to control the emperor, Augustus, almost like a puppet almost like a puppet in order for Joseph and Mary to be in the town of Bethlehem where the prophet Micah said Jesus the Messiah would be born. Do you see the drama there? Do you see it? 
The 128 to 140 kilometers trip from Nazareth south to Bethlehem would probably have taken Joseph and Mary, depending who you read, probably it would have taken them eight to ten long days of walking. And since Mary was pregnant, it would have been extra challenging for Mary and Joseph. And our sister there is thinking, I don't know, right? Hannah, you're thinking, I have no idea how she could have walked so many days pregnant. Now, especially after being on the road for several days, you can imagine tired Mary saying something like, Joseph, Joseph, are we there yet? Are we there yet? In today's choir presentation, there's a beautiful song called Almost There. Almost There. You are going to hear the narrator say this. The narrator is going to say, Consider Mary, a young Jewish girl with child, on the grueling 80-mile road to Bethlehem. For her, it was one step at a time as she carried the child who made the sun, moon, and stars, and the very world her son would one day die to save. The narrator then says this. The narrator says, And can you hear... And can you hear Joseph tenderly whisper to his young bride, hold on a few more miles. You're almost there. You're almost there. And then the soloist begins to sing and says, Mary, full of innocence, carrying the holy prince, you're almost there. My friends, I was thinking of how when going from where you are to where God wants you to be, remember, you are almost there. When you're in God's plan, in God's hands, you're almost there. Those of you who are praying for better health, you're almost there. Married couples hoping to have a baby, you're almost there. Some of you ladies who are already expecting and are eager to give birth, you're almost there. Why don't you help me when I get to the almost there, okay? You who are looking to find a job, you're almost there. Someone is trying to rebuild a damaged relationship, you're almost there. You who are trying to, to stop a bad habit, you're almost there. You who have been praying for a prodigal son or daughter, you're, you're what? You're almost there. Uh, those, of you, those of you saving up for a car or to buy a home, you're almost there. Someone who has been looking for the right husband or wife, you're almost there. Dr. Tita Batamber is going to be here tonight bringing the message and you just remind her, she's almost there. She's almost there. Amen? Those of you who have been studying hard and working on a degree, graduation is ahead, and you're almost there. My wife Cindy is one of those people who's almost there. Someone who has been pleading, someone who's been pleading with God for a special miracle, you're almost there. Some of you who have been slow to repent of your sins and to put your faith and trust in Jesus as your Savior and Lord, but you are almost there, and today, today can be the day when you say, as the chorus says, 
I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. My friends, my friends, believe. Believe that when going from where you are to where God wants you to be, remember, you are what? Almost there. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let us pray. Lord, Help each of us, knowing that our life is in your hands, to know and believe that we're almost there. Now may you bless our hearts and minds with this beautiful choir production called Almost There. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Congregation, would you stand?